welcome to the Triangle Gardener Magazine podcast. We are your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. Today's episode, Art in Bloom. I'm your host, Dan Mason. So from the minute you get out of your car, you will be immersed in a world of flowers and color, and we're really excited about that. But first, a word from Garden Destinations, who help make this all possible. Garden Destinations is a new digital magazine for travelers who want to experience the world's finest public gardens and garden destinations. From their website, gardendestinations.com, you can learn about unique gardens, get insider tips from expert travelers, and make plans to include these destinations in your next adventure. Check them out at gardendestinations.com. You can find this and our other stories on the Triangle Gardener magazine website, trianglegardener.com. You can also keep up with us on Twitter, at Triangle Garden. Now, on with today's story. I admit it, I'm sick of winter. I want spring, I want color, I want flowers. The North Carolina Museum of Art is going to feed my need for flowers. On April 7th through 10th, the museum will throw open its doors for their second annual Art and Bloom event. Last year, over 10,000 people visited the museum during its four-day period to immerse themselves in art, color, workshops, lectures, tours, and other events. And this year's event promises to be even bigger. I visited the museum to talk with Laura Fennin. She's the project manager for Art and Bloom, and she gave me a sneak peek at what's to come. I asked her what's planned for this year. So Thursday, April 7th is when we open, and it'll go through Sunday, April 10th. We've got just a boatload of presentations, and we have workshops, and we've got master classes. Some of the things, we also have expanded our selection of floral pedestals, so we've added 11 locations this year inside and five or six outside. So from the minute you get out of your car, you will be immersed in a world of flowers and color, and we're really excited about that. Lectures and classes will be held in the museum's East Building. And in the West Building, floral artists will be creating displays that respond to the art in those galleries. This might have been my favorite part last year. It let me see the museum's art collection through a gardener's eyes. Some of the floral displays are massive, nearly eight feet tall, and this year there'll be over 50 of them. With so many different types of events happening all at once, there's a lot that's going on behind the scenes. I asked Laura to show me how all those flowers move around the museum. So we'll take the long walk down the tunnel and I'll okay. show you where people come in. Hello. I'm gonna take you up in this elevator here. Monday is the day that they do all the work in the West Building, so that's when we clean the art and take stock of things, make sure nothing needs repair. When we reach the museum's newly renovated auditorium, Laura told me about some of the classes that'll take place during Art and Bloom. So we've got uh, Erica Anderson from the island of Appledore uh, in Maine. 
She's actually a tie-in to our Child Hassam exhibition, which happens beginning in March. And then we've got Julieta Shirk. She's come from NC State University. She'll be talking about edible landscapes, how to make your backyard beautiful and eat it at the same time. And we've got Olivier Junier from New York City and David Beam from New York City. And Ashley Woodson-Bailey will be here talking about her life and, and what got her from flowers to photography. And Steve Terrace from the Water Garden will do two presentations in here. And American Institute of Floral Design will do two presentations in here. One will be Sunday morning, DIY your wedding. So it's, they'll be doing uh, four different types of, of themes, themed weddings, and uh, where people can learn how to make their own. And then they've got, um, on Friday night, they'll be doing events of a lifetime. So basically flowers are in your life throughout, from birth to death, and all sorts of things that you celebrate and uh, or mourn. And so people will be here from American Institute. Randy Wooten from the American Institute of Floral Design will be here to teach us about that. I made arrangements to talk with one of the speakers by phone. You see, I had read about Sayeth Axter's garden on Appledore Island. It's this tiny place, but it's inspired poets, writers, painters, and volunteers for over 100 years. My name is Erica Anderson. Um, I'm going to be coming to the Art and Bloom to be able to, to share my story about being an intern on the island and what the garden was like and um, give some firsthand impressions of it. Why, why has this garden, this little, this little tiny spot, captured so many people's attention. I mean, you've got a lot of volunteers that have come over the years and worked on this, and it's not an easy place to get to. I mean, you you have to make a real effort to get to this place. What is it about this garden that's really captured people's attention? I think there's at least three different reasons. Um, first of all, the location is just so unique. Um, it's a tiny island. Um, it's part of the Isles of Shoals. I think there's just a, a, an allure to this landscape that, or seascape, should I say, um, that draws people, uh, that, the idea of a garden in such a difficult area and climate, and um, I think that is a big draw uh, to this garden. And I think another part of this, of Celia's garden, was that she was very interested in um, old-fashioned plants and plants that our grandmothers loved is what she said in her book um, and it's fitting for the time because it was at a time when uh, there was a lot of nostalgia it was the um, American centennial and they were looking back to the pre-industrial days of the colonial era and so her garden um, was collection of special plants that um, would have been loved, very much loved, and I think that speaks to people today, too. I think a lot of people come to the garden wanting to see what their grandmothers grew. Uh, well, talk to me a little bit about that intersection between art and that natural world. What What is it about that that, that draws us in? Well, um, I think there's a um, connection between beauty and, and what you can observe and then the mind and what you can learn. And um, I think that kind of um, the intersection of the, the mind and the eye is what is perhaps what's special about what, what draws um, artists to the garden. Um, 
totally um, takes the observation powers of the artist to to take in the environment and look at all the different patterns and and to pull out um, something a special impression of it in that artist's work um, and then it engages the artist's mind too in trying to shape a message and um, and find meaning in what is being observed so um, so I think um, the connection between um, nature and, and man working with nature um, that relationship is entices us to uh, create. I'm going to Art and Bloom this year to be inspired. It'll be a great prelude to the gardening season that I'm so anxious to get started. You can find out more about what's in store from the North Carolina Museum of Art's website, ncartmuseum.org. You can find this and past episodes of our podcast at the Triangle Gardener's website, trianglegardener.com. I'm Lise Jenkins. This is the Triangle Gardener. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina.